Tolle. actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of shit because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing in my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys obviously were being assholes to me. And I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out. You know, I will never be coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever. I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. Top 20 countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. Raise a sharp raise your paws when the sun. If I can actually build this at scale and it really does fundamentally teach an entire generation about how credit works before they even have to have access to it, like this feels bigger than me. My name is Evan Leapart, and I am founder and CEO of Kitty Credit. So, what we are at our core is a chore tracking app that teaches kids about credit. I was always an entrepreneur, but I was never building out like a tech platform at scale, so I really didn't know too much about it. The process, it was just really collaborative, right? Like talking to Chris, talking to Renato, they have VC type backgrounds. They know our conversations that we're gonna be having with investors, so they gave insights into design to say like, if you do this, this will make more sense 
to explain your vision for why you're trying to go from A to B and then from B to C. And it goes from being the cute kitty project to something that, ah, okay, I see what you guys are trying to do now. It was a lot easier with investor conversations. It was a lot easier to gain partners, upcoming clients. It's really been a big win for us. for these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real. For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity to today's multicultural population that makes us the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable, communities closer, where a strong and talented workforce fuels the success of businesses big and small, and the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root, businesses grow, Communities thrive. New beginnings unfold. And the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts. Where better begins.
We all know what it's like to feel alone. But it just takes one new connection. Wanna get out of here? To empower many. This is unbelievable. It doesn't take a superhero to bring forces together. We all have the power to reach out. Let's go! And help someone feel like they belong. Pretty cool, huh? We are stronger together. This is Diana Marie, and you're watching The Booth, a Sinister One production on Hoobazoo.com. Texting me at 5.46 in the evening? Now I'm steaming. Wipe the coals out your eyes, honey. So he was texting you and why? It's my man Pop from the barbershop saying he's at the gambling spot and heard an intricate plot. No. Yep. Some people want to stick me like flypaper, neighbor. Slow down, love. Please chill. Drop the caper. Remember all your peoples from the hill up in Brownsville? The ones you rolled dice with, smoked blunts and got nice with? Uh, yeah, that's my man Fame up in Prospect, but, but they're my peoples. Now, nah, love wouldn't disrespect. He didn't mean them. No, they schooled me to some chumps that knew you back when, when you was clocking minor figures. But now they heard you blowing up like Nitro. Great, now they want to stick a knife in my windpipe slow. Thank Fame for warning me, now I'm warning you. So you got the Mac, tell me what you want to do. Damn, why well, they want a sticker for her paper? Damn. They heard about the Rolexes and the Lexus with the Texas license plate out of state. They heard about the pounds you got down in Georgetown. Now they heard you got half of Virginia locked down. They even heard about the crib you bought your mom out in Florida, the Fifth Corridor. Ah! Call the coroner! There's gonna be a lot of slow singing. And flowers bringing if my burglar alarm starts ringing. What do you think all the guns are for? An all-purpose war. I already got the Rottweilers by the door. And I fed them gunpowder so they can devour the criminals. Trying to drop my decimals. Yeah. That's my girl. Damn! Why they want to stick me for my cream? It ain't a dream. Things ain't always what they seem. It's the ones that smoke blunts with you. They see your picture, now they want to grab their guns and come and get you. I'll mess around and get hardcore. C4 to the door, no beef no more. Feel the rush. Scandalous. The more weed smoke I puff, the more dangerous. I don't give a damn about you and your weed crew. What you gonna do when Big Katie comes for you? Mom, Dad, I'm not running. I'll bust my gun in. Hold on. I hear somebody coming. Drop the paper. Remember all your peoples from the hill up in Brownsville that you wrote. 
fame up in prospect. Nah, them my people's nah. Love wouldn't disrespect. I didn't say them. They schooled me to some chumps that you knew from back when. When you was clocking minor figures. Now they heard you blowing up like nitro. When they want to stick the knife through your windpipe slow. So thank fame for warning me. Cause now I'm warning you. I got the back. Biggie, tell me what you gonna do. Damn. Why they want to stick me for my paper? Damn. Why they want to stick me for my paper? Damn. Why they want to stick me for my paper? Damn. Why they want to stick me for my paper? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? This is blasphemy. This is madness. This is the proof. All right, all right, all right, all righty. I don't want to car- copy uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, everybody? You are tuned into another episode of The Booth. It's your boy, Sinister One. And I don't know why the date isn't showing up here. Why is the date not showing up here? I'm, like, completely lost here. Why is the date not showing up? Um, I'm going to mess with that another time, but the date should be here. It is actually August 15th, 2023. Look, look, the year needs to slow down. The year needs to slow down. It's August. I got to pull this down because I got to, I got to show off this shirt too. Um, it's August. I'm already looking. And for those who need to know a little bit of business background, how since one productions work, um, you know, every year we, you know, anything that I produce or put my hands on, uh, one of the things I tell anybody who I produce their shows um, that we change our look every year. Every year, everybody has different overlays. Every year, J- January first comes. You know, I want people to look forward to Sinister One production shows having a new look every year. Um, Kevin Jeffries, he's in the chat right now. Happy out with Lido. Um, you know, we go through this thing where you know I I let the guys or ladies, whoever shows I produce. Decide what they want for overlays. I'll pick up what I feel is kind of, you know, fits their personality or fits their show. Um, and then we we, we we decide on what we're going to do for overlays. I, To be honest, I already have the booths, overlays, and theme for next year. Um, you know, when I've started really getting into this online podcast and thing, 
you know, visual wasn't the way, you know, wasn't really out there. It was completely audio, but then I realized that it was moving into video. So I had the Sin City overlays. Um, last year, I had, uh, you know, one of my own overlays this year. I got a couple of overlays, neon green. Um, and then I started messing with AI. I started messing with AI generative, put out Maddie C's new logo, which is crazy fire. Uh, AI is crazy dangerous crazy scary and i'm already looking forward to utilize it to create these overlays that you see right here um with ai i've got so many ideas backdrops and things of that sort so I, i'm i'm really looking forward to it but but the reason why i'm bringing this up is because we usually start around august september october i start showing the guys you know what i think might be a good look for them next year like i said i've already got the booth picked out for next year's overlays and what my thought process is and what the theme of the show is going to be for overlays and guests and webcams. Um, I got to get with happy out with Lito, Kevin Jeffries, who's now doing the triangle offense podcast um, with his guys. Maddie C is going to have his new black and gold themed, you know, sport overlays. Uh, Travis Partington, Oscar Mike radio, Fubar studios, it's it's coming it's all coming um big shout out to art is dead clothing line right here art is dead this shirt is crazy uh, where's the logo on the shoulder art is dead look them up support the brand they're from brockton here in brockton um art is dead mealy javi big shout out to him and his crew um for hooking me up they had these nice shirts i had another shirt that's like the Boston sport logos, red, white, and blue, but it says art is dead. Um, they have hats, but I had to support the pride family, Angela pride and her husband and her son, her son is now on the new Orleans saints. He was in the game last week against Kansas city chiefs. Got some time in there. Nice to see him in there. So, uh, Angela, a proud mom, I'm going to rock this pride hat for you and your son on New Orleans Saints. And thank you guys, you know, you and your husband for coming on this show and hanging out with us. I got to thank my guests and viewers from last week. Last week, I had artist TJ Soares on. Good interview with him. Also, we had Brockton um, City Council candidate Jamal Brathwaite. He was on the show with us last week. He hung out with us and was chilling. It was a great show with him. Um, let me get into my sponsors before I get into the news booth. I do have a guest and, um, he's actually trying to going to try to get on. He's actually working. So if he can get a break, we're going to try to get him on or I'm going to have to reschedule him to come back on. Um, Michael Douglas Bretto, MDB, <laughs> MDB electronics, Michael Douglas Barreto. Um, I actually, I actually hit him up. We talked about this sponsorship of, you know, him being on here and stuff. And he's loving, he says, dude, keep, keep them coming. Um, you all are sending the controllers in. He's getting work. Um, big applause to everybody. He does do PlayStation controllers. I do see him doing some stuff with PlayStation controllers. What I did see, and you ever go on a website and you, you wish you never went on a website. Cause you know, your wallet's going to be light. <laughs> After going on that website, I went to Michael Douglas Barreto and he had custom controllers, but he had custom, you know, regular Xbox controllers. See me I already have my special edition Mandalorian controller limited from Xbox. So I'm good. You know, I'm not going to get a customized regular controller. 
But then I went on Michael Douglas Barreto's site recently, and MDB has customized Elite 2 controllers. Not just normal, regular Xbox controllers. He has customized Xbox Elite 2 controllers with all these different designs, and he got one with serial killers all over it. I was like, look, bro, <laughs> you killing me. You killing me. I hate, I, look, look, I hate going on websites. You know, you, you, you say, let me just go check out this site real quick. And then the next thing you know, your wallet's 50, 60, $80 lighter, hundred dollars lighter. Cause you went on this site that you should have never went on. That's that's. And, and it's funny. Cause that's everybody keeps talking about the NFL and the TV ratings. And, and here's the thing, people, the NFL ratings on TV, they don't care about anymore. The NFL, the NBA, the NHL, the MLB, they don't give a F about them TV ratings. You want to know why? You want to know why? The same reason why you're seeing all the NFL games on YouTube, all the NFL games on Amazon Prime, MLB online, NHL online. NBA online. You want to know why? For the very reason I mentioned. If you're sitting at home in front of the TV, watching the game, commercial comes on, what happens? Get up to go to the bathroom. Get up to go get food. Get up to answer something that the wife wants you to do. You get up and go. Get up and go when you're watching on TV. 90 to 80, 80 to 90% of the people watching on TV, they get up and go. The reason why they don't care about them TV ratings is because something that they found out. And one of the things that they found out was, is that if you're watching a Patriots game or your favorite team's game, Kevin Jeffries is in the chat. If you're watching a Titans game, if you're watching WWE streaming on your phone, guess what you're more apt to do? Like the AFC, let's, let's, let's bring up the NBA playoffs or the NBA championship game, right? You're a big Celtics fan. You're a Celtics fan. You're here watching the game. Celtics streaming on your phone. Halftime comes. Guess what? Act now. 30% off. Jason Tatum jersey. Game seven. Look, look. It's game seven. They could be going to the championship game. That click comes up. 30% off now. Jason Tatum jersey. Guess what? First of all, they kept your ass from going to the, to the bathroom or going to wherever. Guess what? And I bet you right 80% or less, I bet you a large amount of people they impulse buy. Boom, click, click, and they know it. That's why all of the sports are going online for you to watch because they know they're gonna get the impulse buys wrapped up. You're mostly invested in the game, and let don't let it be a close game. Don't let it be a playoff contention game. Don't let it be something where it's on the line or something where they're going to win some type of title because they're going to throw it at you. 50% off right now. Shirts. Boom. I bet you how many, when, 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 when the AFC Championship game was over last year or the NFC Championship and the Eagles won that NFC Championship and they put that thing right out there, get it now. NFC Championship jerks. Guess what? People are more apt. Bang. Bang, bang. So they don't care about TV ratings. They don't care how much the TV ratings drop off because as long as that converts to streaming ratings 
and people buying, impulse buying, they're making their money. They're making more money than they've ever made before. Trust and believe me. This is this is just a fact. Just a fact. And um, you know, we, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. But before I get into my uh, my show, I gotta get my sponsors out there again. Michael Douglas Barreto Electronics. Also, Viana Marie. It's personal. Four hundred ninety-four thousand streams available now. Please support our library. Get it done. Um, tactical target systems. Support. 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 Man, the zombie targets. Get them. Get them now. Get them while they're hot. Also, I love Boston sports. You get a chance to possibly win a shirt if you're in that live chat and you drop some discussion in that chat. I love Boston sports. Also, Viana Marie featured here, Kimley Ann, Empowerment Photography. Book your date with her. Get your pictures taken in a closed, private setting. Also, let's get into the news booth with a heavy heart. Heavy, heavy heart. The news booth, I got to open it up. Um, got to talk about this one. Um, I actually saw the news and I reached out to someone and, and said, Hey, is this real? And they said, yeah. Then I hit this person up. I asked if it was okay to use their post. They gave me the okay. Um, so I want to thank, uh, city rep Tom Monahan for this. Um, I saw this post last night. Um, so sad to hear, well, this actually early this morning, so sad to hear the passing of Charles Tartaglia, the former owner of George's Cafe. Proud to have an endorsement as he ran for city councilor for the first time in War II. Um, Tom Monahan pretty much talked about the history of Charlie in this city, about him and his, you know, that whole, the whole family, the whole family is, is me, um, Kevin Tocci, and all of us guys at WXBR. Um, you know, we, we dealt with Charlie and his brother at WXBR. They had their show on Fridays, just, just, just before the booth, they had their little show on and they had their other little show on where sometimes they talked about, you know, the over and unders and things of that sort. But, you know, Charlie was a great guy. Um, he really loved the city of Brockton, was really committed to the city of Brockton. And um, as Tom Moynihan said, he says, I was proud to call them my friends. May God hold you in the palm of his hands. God bless. May you rest in peace. Now, I got to give a big shout out to Tom because Tom, I asked Tom if I could use his post on my show and get his permission. And he said yes. And Tom also said he wanted me to mention to everybody because the Enterprise, I couldn't find a story for the Enterprise yet. But Tom Moynihan said it was okay to mention this on the show. Um, he wanted to let people know that the city council has commissioned the park at the corner of Bartlett and Warren Avenue will be commissioned Charlie Tartaglia Park um, for all that he's done for this city. So this comes right from Tom. Tom's on, I actually asked for Tom to come on this show. Um, Tom is actually down in Florida on vacation right now. So he's, you know, he gave me the blessings to share his post. And he also wanted me to share that news with everyone. He gave me the okay. So, uh, Tommy, thank you for that. Um, if you're in the chat watching, I see Kevin Tachi's there in the chat. Sammy Sergio, uh, Gigi's Lounge, um, he's in there. Michael Scott, what's going on? Kevin Jeffries in there. What's going on? But, yeah, yeah, big loss. Big loss to the city of Brockton. Um, and I, I can tell you right now, I'm pretty sure the services are going to be Pretty crazy and a, and a who's who of uh, Brockton. 
Uh, so again, rest in peace, Mr. Charlie Tataglia. Man, tough one, tough one. Also in the news booth, Maui death toll is in the high 90s, probably going to break 100. Um, as you can see there in the picture, um, that is a person there with the cadaver dog. Um, these are the dogs that go through wreckage and rubble and, um, you know, search for the bodies. Um, it's, it's just a sad thing. And I'm going to get into this deeper into the Biden bombshell segment because, you know, there's a lot of people out here. They're tossing around this whole Maui versus Ukraine funds and it's first of all it's two different things and when you're when the ignorance of people pop up and they say well Biden hasn't done the thing for Maui yet but he sent all this money to you I'm gonna get into that in Biden bombshells because y'all be y'all be pissing me off sometimes with some of the dumb things you be saying don't know nothing about nothing uh Brockton High drafted their new dress code scaling back the clothing restrictions that they had claimed that they were going to put forth. Now I'm going to bring this up here and read these for you. Um, let me just see here. Let me bring this up here for you. Um, and it's going to be bam. I'm not sure if you guys can read this, but I'm going to put out, put up some of the points with this dress code for Brockton high this year coming up. Um, the one thing that they wanted to dump is, you know, no bandanas, no hoods, anything that's going to block being able to see your face or being able to, to you know, recognize. Because here's the issue. Here's the thing. They got facial recognition in the cameras at the school. And you have issues with gang members. And when people come into that school, they want to make sure that you are who you're supposed to be. And they want to make sure you are a student. And if you're a gang member and you don't belong in that school, the facial recognition will detect you and it will allow the police to be able to identify you and if you commit a crime or if you're not supposed to be there and you're trespassing, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's that's going to be um, one of the things. Um, of course, and don't get everybody going to jump on to conclusions. Of course, if you're an exemption for religion or, or culture or whatever and you need to wear um, your burqa or whatever, it's going to be you're going to provide that to guidance or the office and you will be allowed to wear whatever headwear per your religion or culture. So before anybody goes out of control, um, any gang-related clothing, articles, symbols, or visible gang tattoos. Now, I know the school committee had a meeting on this, and I, I want to know if, if they clarified on memoriam shirts. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why. Uh, John Williams was on this show. He talked about it. Um, I actually spoke with another member of the, of the school committee on this, and I don't want to put their name out there um, because I didn't get the permission to, to say their thoughts if they'd come on. So I don't want to say it, but I did speak to another. And the, and the, and the reason being is, is because when you have the, a, a kid or someone who's killed in gang or street violence, and then the kids show up to school with that memoriam shirt on, guess what happens? A lot of the kids who have on that shirt are on that side of that gang. You see what I'm saying? A majority of kids who don't have that shirt on shows that they might have been fans of this other gang. You know what I'm saying? So this is what the school wants to eliminate. And I agree with that. I agree with that. There's, you know, this is, no, this is, this is going to stop. We're not going to create this 
um, issue where we're already going to have, you know, a funeral and then and we're already going to have school tension because of a T-shirt. And um, I know there's going to be some parents upset and pissed because their kids not allowed to wear a memoriam T-shirt. But it is what it is, people. It is what it is. Um, it's no different than the days of the gang, you know, the gangs, the bloods and the crips and red and blue. You know what I'm saying? It got to the point where schools were banning, you know, rating. Remember when schools were banning Raiders caps? Schools were banned. I remember going to school in the 90s and UNLV hats were banned, banned from school. So it, it it's there. Um, let me see here. Um, any item that encourages use of alcohol, tobacco, or illegal drugs or any other illegal or violent activities, banned. Any item that references sexually provocative or explicit content, banned. Any item which causes disorder or disruption to school or creates hostile environment for others at school. Um, This here goes into kind of what is going on in Middleborough with the young boy who had there's only two genders t-shirt and he lost his court case. His family lost the court case. He was actually removed from school. Uh, they said this shirt created disruption. He said, no, it's covered under First First Amendment, freedom of speech, and the courts ruled it's not. He has to, he, he, he can't wear any shirts like that in Middleborough. So that's kind of where this is this is headed. And I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, jewelry or accessories that could cause injury, I can see that. No modified hoodies or coats. Got it. Um... I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen when wintertime comes. Because you got to make some exception. Because to be honest, a lot of these parents don't buy their kids winter coats. I don't know how many times I drive down the street and I see kids standing outside in the winter, 15 below zero, and they got a hoodie. No winter coat. So uh, what are we going to do in the winter when, when hoodie season really hits? Um, I'm going to assume that Brockton High will say hoodies can be worn, but the hood has to remain on the shoulders you can't have once you enter school the hood comes off and i'm pretty sure that's what's gonna do um this one's for the girls because i'm not gonna lie i went to a funeral last week at brockton high and some of the stuff i went i went to a candle vigil also for two students from brockton high that died and um the crap that some of the girls that some of these parents are allowing their daughters to wear to school is atrocious i would i I, if i had a daughter i would never as a father allow my daughter to leave the school leave for school with her jeans unzipped or buttoned down exposing her underwear or bikini bottom what some of these girls are doing they're wearing like a bikini bottom and and letting that show or be exposed or they have a thong and they have the pants down like the boys showing their bikini. No, no, that ain't happening, bro. That's not happening. So uh, that's got to be covered up. Clothing should be pro- clothing should provide appropriate body coverage. Bareback, midriff, low cut shirts, short pants, pants with rips above the knee are no longer permitted. In other words, all this thigh showing, big holes showing. Holes cut right to almost the crotch. No more. No more. And I get it. Some of these girls, they bring the clothes. They leave the house in one thing. 
get to school, go to the bathroom, change into the other clothes. So we know that goes on too. Um, any attire that reveals undergarments or garments in the made through see-through materials, mesh, or sheer fabrics, gone, banned. Um, clothing must cover undergarments when sitting, standing, or bending. So I applaud this. I mean, originally, originally, this, originally, this was supposed to be they were they were headed towards uniforms they were headed towards uniforms and they wanted brockton high originally they wanted khakis and polo shirts they wanted colored polo shirts colored three different colors and they wanted two different color khakis um the students made a big deal out of it there was one senior who made a stink about it and he was saying you know that i i don't look good and he was like i don't look good in khakis and I was like, damn, I wish he would have said something like that to my dad or my mother back in the day. Because I, I would have been, if I'm his parent, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed that he gets up there and says that. Because my parents, when I used to ask for some clothes that was too expensive, you know what my father and mother used to tell me? Because I, I ain't going to lie. My freshman year of school, I wanted Nike so bad. My dad went out and he bought me the counterfeit Nikes with the backwards Nike logo. And I went to school and I got clowned. I got clowned for these Nikes with the backwards logo. And these were the canvas joints. Nike really hadn't blown up yet. Nike had just come out and this was the, the brown canvas with the blue logo. Y'all remember, all you old school people remember when Nike first came out, their sneakers was canvas. They was ugly. They was canvas. And I forget what store it was, but they had the knockoffs with the backwards logo. And I went to school and um, I got I got clowned and I complained to my dad. And, you know, what my dad said to me, you go to school to learn. It's not a fashion show. Boom. Mic drop. Parental mic drop. Boom. You go to school to learn. It's not a fashion show. And when he said that, when my mother said that. There was no debating. There was no argument. There was no going up in the cafeteria and speaking in front of a ton of people and saying that you're embarrassed to wear, you don't look good in khakis and that's not your fashion. Hell, my, my dad would have took my head clean off if I made a stupid comment like that in front of the school. Oh, man. Uh, my son, Terrell. My son, Terrell's in the chat. What's going on? He said, dressing like that at a candlelight vigil is crazy. It is. It is. The, some of the stuff the girls had on was ridiculous. Uniforms are so trash. Thank God I never had them. But I also made sure my boys dressed properly. My boys dressed properly. I didn't have to tell them what to wear and what not to wear. Um, let's get more into this. <laughs> Brock did Enterprise just ran a story about Hamilton Rodriguez, who was running for mayor. But where does he live? Y'all remember, if you're running for mayor of this city... You have to be a resident of Brockton. Well, the address that Hamilton Rodriguez is using is of, is of his business, George's Cafe. It's not a residence. It's a business. He lives in Canton. He has the nerve to turn around and tell everybody that the city, the establishment, is trying to keep him from voting, from, from running, because he's a threat. 
the person who handles the committee of elections for the city of Brockton, she says he created this himself because he went and filed a change of address at the registry for his place in Canton, and it popped. So now he's being questioned. So his answer was to them and to the enterprise was that he's the smartest man in Brockton and he can sleep wherever he wants and wherever he sleeps, that's where he, his address is. No, that doesn't cut it. So we'll let we'll let the Hamilton Rodriguez <laughs> Brockton mayor stuff continue. Um, he doesn't realize that he can get in trouble for this. There have been people in Brockton who have gotten in a lot of Patrick Lawton. Ask him about it. <laughs> it you can't you can't lie about your residency and run for mayor. You can't. And we'll see. We'll see. Elaine Murray, what's going on? I see you in the chat. Viana Marie, I see you in the chat. Everybody watching on YouTube, what's going on? Uh, also, you saw the promo, Fuel by Pay by Car. For those who don't know what's going on right now, Pay by Car with your Easy Pass. So if you have an Easy Pass transponder in your car, there are certain gas stations now in Massachusetts that are popping up. And the transponder is going to be like when you're driving down the highway and you have to pay your tolls. Bam. It pays your toll automatically for you. What the easy pass is, is you put your money in the account and build it up and you leave that money there. So when you go through the toll, it pays for it. Well, guess what, people? Now you can just throw 20, 40 bucks in there and pull up to this pump. When you pull up to the pump, it's going to the, the thing's going to read your transponder. And then you can pay for your gas right from your Easy Pass account. So now, <laughs> now you don't even have to get out your car, swipe your card, or hold your iPhone to the scanner or whatever. You're just going to pull up to the pump. If you have a transponder and your transponder is linked to your phone, your phone is going to recognize where you are through GPS. It's going to pop up on your phone as the video showed. It's going to ask you what pump you're at, pump two, click pump two, put your pin number in, the amount of gas you want, and pump your gas. Crazy. Cra you don't even have to get out. Crazy. You know how much time you're going to save with this? Especially if you're traveling. Especially if you're traveling, because for me, I hate using my debit card when I travel because you got you have to go inside. When you travel, you have to go inside because if you don't go inside when you're traveling, you're 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 at the victim. You're victimized for traveling because your card now puts whatever hold it feels. I, I, I for example, I went to I drove to Biloxi, Mississippi in vengeance uh, a few years ago. I drove down to Biloxi, Mississippi. When I got to Biloxi, Mississippi, I only had, I was short like $400 in my bank account. I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, it was just, and I arrived on the weekend, so I had to wait. And then when I called, I found out my bank told me. They said, yeah, when you, you stopped for gas? I'm like, yeah. So they pulled it up. Uh, I stopped in Jersey for gas. It was a $50 hold. I stopped in South Carolina for gas. It was a $100 hold. And it doesn't matter that I only put 20 bucks in. They put the hold on the money when you, use, when you do at the pump. So the lady at my bank, she told me, if you're ever traveling and you're getting gas, 
always go inside and do point of sale purchase because if you do it at the pumps, you're at the mercy of whatever they charge for a hold. So never purchase at the pumps because you can easily drain your bank account dry with holds and then you got to wait till they put that money back in 24 to 48 hours when that transaction clears. And guess what, people? While they're holding that money, they're collecting daily interest off that money. Craziness. Craziness, people. This is this is the crazy stuff. So doing easy pass and pre so if you know so for I like this because for me, I'm like, okay, I drive to Maggie Valley with vengeance every year. We know me and Terrell went this year. We knew it was four stops. We put gas four times down, four times back. It was $25, pretty much $25 to $30 to fill up. So now for our trip, I can say, okay, I'm going to put 200 bucks, 400 bucks into Easy Pass way ahead before we go on vacation. Put that $400 in. Now, guess what? When I go away, I go on the app. I can already map out the gas stations that have Easy Pass along my route. And I could just pull in, go right through my phone, fuel up, pay by car. Love it. Love it. Love the idea. I'm down for it. Um, peaceful Meadows, people. Peaceful Meadows, a piece of my childhood. End of an era. M might be an end of an era. We don't know yet. We don't know if it's an end of an era yet. Um, peaceful Meadows, as of next Tuesday, is the walkthrough. And then next, the Tuesday after that, is the auction for the property. So the reason why I say it may not be the end of an era, because whoever buys it may keep Peaceful Metals in operation. They may change the name, but they may still do ice cream from there. Who knows? And, you know, and I'm, my fingers are kind of crossed that they would, um, but we'll see. We'll see. As I said, the walkthrough is next Tuesday for the property, and then the Tuesday afterwards is the auction for Peaceful Metals. So we should have an answer probably within next month or so who bought it and, and their intentions because everybody wants to know it's big news. Um, Dunkin' Donuts has created their own line of spiked iced coffees and tea. Now, I'm not much of a drinker. I'm not much of a drinker. But, but, I would, I, I'm a cider guy and I do like tea with a little bit of alcohol in it. The fact that Dunkin' Donuts now has iced coffees with 6% alcohol and iced teas with 5% alcohol that you can buy in the summertime or in the winter is insane. Dunkin' Donuts is trying to just kill us New Englanders. They know we already love the coffee. Now you want to add alcohol to it and sell it in, in certain stores? And they've got flavors. You go on the site, go go DuncanSpiked.com and look at the flavors of coffee and look at the flavors of iced teas that they got with alcohol. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie. If I'm out in the yard, movie night on a Friday night, it's hot, sweating, sweating. Oh, I'm, I, I, might, I might pop a Dunkin' Donuts iced tea, spiked. I, I might do that. So Duncan is going into a whole new area of making money. Making money. I applaud them. I applaud Duncan Donuts for thinking outside the box. I really, I really do. Um, <laughs> my son Terrell's in the chat. He says, 
Spiked coffee sounds absolutely terrible. I love my son, but I can tell you right now, there's probably like a ton of people in this chat right now <laughs> who are probably going to say different. And here's the funny thing. Spiked coffee sounds absolutely terrible. Sometimes I wonder <laughs> if things pass along through DNA because, oh, hold on here. Let me get somebody here. Oh, hold on. I think my guest is coming. Let me, let me take a quick break and I'll be right back. Let me go. Hold on. We'll be right back. Yeah, see, I ain't never been betrayed by an enemy. That shit is only ever come from them saying friend to me. They soul is black, soaking up all of my backup energy. I feel the drain through all the pain depletes in its entirety. It's piracy, and any thought of reconciling blind to me. You were my people that I chose, you were my family. And didn't realize what you had, your bad need clarity. Because respect is something earned, you can't use bribery. You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line. But a real tell it like it is, that's facts, this here's my time. Y'all out here, I just ever love it, ever mine. You had no idea the kind of storm of you were fine. If you've forgotten, we can go ahead and press rewind. Receipts is never something from me, never fall behind. I didn't come and no one crazy, you showed your behind. Cause I never come for folks, but for you, I'll make the time. Let me talk to him, Let me talk to him, Check. Check. Listen. Is you living well? Scratch that. Is you living real? Tell me what your grind like. Do it pay the bills? Just overlooking the field or do you play for real? Cause look, I'm trying to build. I ain't got time to chill. It's going down. Avalanche hotter than the volume. I'm seasoned. Zatarans. They so in love with the cocoa. Put a star on they head, they tone Romo Give them the glow, they some hopes for the hype Not just lyrics that I write, put my soul through this mic Alright, we're back here in the booth broadcasting live from the City of Champions It's your boy Sinister One, as I said And before I our guest came in, we were talking about Dunkin' Donuts unleashing this Line of spiked iced coffees and tea. And like I said, dangerous, dangerous. But my first guest of tonight is on. He Actually, he's my only guest for tonight. Um, he, he, he probably looks familiar to all my uh, geeks and nerds watching the show uh, tonight. And he's actually going to hang out with me and talk some of these topics with me since he came on late. But um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, Clay. Let them know who you are and why you're on this show, man. Hey, how's it going, everybody? So for those of you who don't know me, I'm Clay McKenzie. I'm a comic book artist. I've done three uh, comic books. I have a comic book series called Rift. It's a sci-fi comic about a black inventor trying to find his daughter in space. His name's Adam Rift. And, you know, I, I like this whole idea of how you've got this going on. And, you know, he's like this inventor, you know, and, and he has this issue where his daughter gets taken. And this whole story is about him going into space and trying to save his daughter. Now, um, he's, you know, you're a young guy and I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I envy you. I kind of envy you. And the reason why I envy Clay is because he's part of this younger generation who can come out here, create a comic book, promote it, 
I've been seeing him in the Brockton Enterprise. I'm seeing him on Instagram. I'm seeing this dude all over the place. He's been at the forefront of the Black Comic Book Convention. I believe, what was it, out in New York you were at? Yes. Yep. And, and, and did you, were you able to make it to the Boston one this year in time? Um, I, I don't believe so. I think because I think I they think were the same weekend. They think they were both kind of the same weekend when you were in New York. The Boston one was at, I forget what location it was, but I remember, I think it was the same weekend that you were in New York. Mm. Um, but the reason why I envy him, why I envy you, Clay, is because I grew up reading comics back in the day. Um, it's one of the reasons why I entered school reading at such a high level because I, I, I read a lot of comic books. But for the longest time, people who you know, read comic books or who were fans of comic books were ridiculed. Um, you know, we were kept behind the scenes, even fans of anime. You know, me and my boys, we watched a lot of anime, you know, before Toonami became popular and blew everything up. You know, me and my kids, we used to get the videos and DVDs from eBay, right from Japan. We used to get the Naruto's, uh, the Mazingas, um, Grandizer, Force 5, I used to watch all the time. But it was one of those things where we had our own culture and it was to ourselves and we were kind of behind the scenes. You didn't go to work and let your coworkers knew, know that you read comics. You didn't let them know that you watched anime you kept it to yourself but if you saw this dude walking down the street with a little something you knew was anime you know it was nice so i envy the fact that you can come out and be out here and do all this stuff now what's it like because you're actually at that age where you've actually seen that transition from being kind of behind the scenes and hiding it and then being being open with it you know cosplay cosplay is one of the biggest money-making events right now. Who would have ever thought cosplay would be out there in this? What are your thoughts on that before we get into this book? Um, So I personally think it's awesome. I think it's a long time coming, you know, because I really don't see, if you really want my honest opinion, I don't see what's the big deal about someone liking, like, a you know, being a fan of anime and comic books, you know. So I think it's a long time coming. It's a, It's a good thing. Now that um, people are able to kind of express their love for uh, that kind of media, because, you know, it's so it's cool. It's cool stuff. Maybe, what, it's not your cup of, maybe it's not someone else's cup of tea, but yeah, it's cool stuff. The thing is, is that seeing the amount of people now makes me realize that there were a lot of people in the anime closet, so to speak, because, you know, you see. How many people go to see an MCU movie? You go to see a DC movie. You know, there's a whole ton of people now who talk openly about comic books that they didn't talk openly about it. You know, um, you have a whole slew of people on TikTok, Instagram, you know, sharing videos. Uh, Supreme Dreams does a lot of funny videos uh, in reference to anime and stuff. What are, What is some of your inspirations for this rift? comic book that you have um, in, from anime so some of my biggest inspirations are obviously dragon ball z that's probably my biggest number one rem, um, inspiration uh you know naruto all the major animes definitely play their own different roles and other medias like uh other like netflix shows and cartoons that i know about it's kind of mixed into one one soup if you will Right, right, right. And ladies, ladies, if you're looking for a guy, I tell them all the time, 
If he's like Clay and he tells you that he likes Dragon Ball Z, you better get him because I'm telling you, a guy that likes Dragon Ball Z, he knows about family values and how to raise his sons. Because Goku, I'm a guy that right here for me and my boys. Right there. Yeah. (laughs) That's me and my sons. That represents. That's Goku right there with his two sons. And I tell people all the time. You know, even though it's anime, you learn those values. And the funny thing is, in the latest Dragon Ball Z movie, Gohan was kind of a crappy dad because he was too busy involved with his work to take care of his son. So that was kind of the funny thing about that. But if you watch Dragon Ball Z, um, Goku and his relationship with his sons is 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 what a father is. And and, and his sons are Um, Goku would fight to the death for his sons. You know, Piccolo was a fill in dad. And and he would fight. So I tell everybody, every woman out there, I'm like, if you find a guy that likes Dragon Ball Z, that's a, that's a keeper. <laughs> that's that's a keeper. Um, tell people how they can find you and how they can get on this this comic book and your website. So you, if you're interested in purchasing a copy, you can go to my website, uh, riffanime.com, and I have uh, I have all three books there available. They can they'll be shipped directly to your house if you order it from there. We're gonna be getting the books on Amazon and a bunch of other websites, but for now you can just go there and uh you can hit me up on social media. I'm on social media as well, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Just type in Riff Anime, I'll pop up. You can di- message me directly there and you can get a book that way as well. And how involved are you with the book? I want people to actually know how much you involved you are with this project. It's impressive. Uh, I'm 100% involved. I write all the story. I draw all the pictures. I do the whole book from scratch. Um, mm. I'm working on a fourth book now, too. And uh, that one's been a doozy, but I do everything. Damn. Damn. Every, see, and this is why. This is this is why. Susie's in the chat. She dropped your, your links to this. RiftAnime.com. Great stuff. And woo, give. I want you to give people kind of a breakdown I, you know, we already know that the hero is Adam Rift. We already know that this is the hero. Who are the protagonists and who, you know, give people kind of an insight in why they should purchase this Rift comic book. I'd love to. So, um, so Adam, he's an inventor. He has a daughter named Nayla. They're the Rift family. They used to have um, the mom. The mom's passed away. Her name is Shayla. She passed away through unknown means. And uh, so Adam, he believes in aliens. So he creates this device along with his friends. He has his friends called Kimmy, Ron, Festin. And they're a bunch of IT nerds. They make this invention to try to talk to aliens. They're working on it for years. And they finally get to work one night. And they they tap into this government trade line where the government does trade with this powerful alien race called Nentia. And the leader of Nentia... His name is Velomina, and she looks just like Adam's dead wife. He recognizes her immediately as soon as he sees her. And then when she sees him, she tries to come to Earth, try to blow Earth up, kill Adam, and we don't know why. And that's like a good plot line for the first three books. So so, so hold on. You said you said so the, the U.S. government has this secret alliance that people don't know about with the alien race? Oh, yeah. that's, that's almost kind of what what they're saying is going on right now with all this talk <laughs> about UFOs yeah. have been here for a minute. 
They're saying the government has been dealing with aliens for a minute. We just they just not telling us. That's kind of crazy. Us. That's kind of crazy that you kind of got this going on. And so give us because I love comic books. So I know with this storyline, give us some of your supporting characters, because usually a good comic book has good supporting characters. Right. Yeah. So like I was saying before, you have um, you have Festin. That's Adam's best friend. He helps him make the invention. That's like he's he's his Krillin. If you will, right? <laughs> and then you know <laughs> he's Krillin, and uh, you got Ron and uh, Kimmy. Kimmy is um, Kimmy has a daughter named Sarah. That's Nayla's best friend, so they're all really close. And um, they all, you know, they're like family. They were all friends with Shayla. They all met in college. Ron used to be like kind of like a jerk to them, so he's kind of like Piccolo a little, a little bit. <laughs> but now they're all friends. There's more. There's more details about that in the fourth and fifth book coming out. But Ooh. um, yeah. There's there's a bunch of. But right now I'm working on the fourth book. The fourth book is gonna be where all the action goes off. And um, you know, there's there's characters on the military side. There's a there's a military group called the Sigma Five. They're Earth's strongest champions, and um, they they get they run in with the aliens first. Now I can't tell you how that goes, but they run into them first. And they start fighting with them first, and things get really explosive and uh, a little uh, a little gritty in the fourth book. There. Oh man, sounding sounding real good now. Now with this anime here, and and here's the thing: you're coming in at this at this time. You like you said, you're drawing, you're writing all of this stuff. Um, but now here's the thing: we've got all these streaming different streaming sites out there. Um, have you had any? Uh, ideas of actually making this a an actual visual tune you know because ai now generative ai now you can take this your thoughts and your ideas and start making anime cartoons with generative ai have you ever thought about taking that next step with this or do you want to just keep progressing with the books what is your main goal for this so actually my main goal is to make it into a cartoon but i just want to make sure that the budget because I'm trying to, you know, we have a lot of competition when because it, it's anime. There's a lot of other really crazy animes out there. I personally, since I love this project so much, I wouldn't be satisfied if I just did it with like, like something like, not with the highest budget that it could go to, because mm -hmm. I feel like it'll be overlooked, and I feel like if I come at it with the, the budget that I'm thinking of, then it'll definitely, definitely hit the way that I'm thinking it will. And, and 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 you and you do have a chance. And here's a funny thing, you know, black anime. It, it there's a, there's a market for it. Um, I was actually keeping an eye on Black Sands Entertainment. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Black Sands Entertainment, who's been yes. on multi. And and he was moving along well, but then he kind of shot himself in the foot because he got on Shark Tank, and uh. things didn't go too well. Um, he came. It was it, he's, he's there. It, it's weird where they want to go. They've kind of gone in a different direction than what they first started out to be but i feel uh -huh. like a network to support black anime i think it's viable i think it's out there um i'd love to see you know cartoon network bring back another form of tsunami um you know where yeah. we we had we had afro samurai on there and for those who don't remember afro samurai is probably one of the most underrated black animes 
that was out there that if you, if you haven't checked out black samurai oh my god please please do um I, be, I mean i've been a big fan of anime since kimba the white lion that's that's how fab how far back i go and one of my most favorite animes of all time and i tell everybody this if you, if you, you haven't seen an anime until you've seen the vampire hunter d anime movie mm. that now you said you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z. I'm gonna put you on the spot. What's your all favorite right. Dragon Ball Z movie of all time? I got mine. I'll tell you what mine is. Mm-hmm. What's yours? Uh, oh, right now? Uh, no, all time. Not right now. All time. Your all time favorite Dragon yeah, Ball yeah, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna hit you with my all time one. Surprisingly, <laughs> my favorite one is actually Fusion Reborn. Ooh. Really? Yeah. yeah, like, well, you know, I'm a huge fan of Gohan, so you would think I'll say Bojack Unbound, but I just, for some reason, I really like that Fusion Reborn movie. Nice, nice. Mine's Lord Slug for a, for a, a few yeah. reasons. Lord Slug, Lord Slug was one of the first of the Dragon Ball Z movies to hit on DVD, but not only <laughs> is it because it was one of the best some of the best fight scenes that Dragon Ball put out there, but here's the thing, people. When Lord Slug came out, the soundtrack for Lord Slug Dragon Ball Z, when it was Americanized, at this time, the band was a virtual unknown. And that band was disturbed. And a lot of the music in Lord Slug came from disturbed. And the first thing I did was, was like, whose music is this? And then it was like, Oh, six months later, Disturbed hit the scene on MTV and they blew up. And I was like, yo, this band's music was in Dragon Ball Z, Lord Slug. <laughs> and and you know, um it up. was it was it was fire. Um I love Dra- I, I, I sometimes I have a love it's, it's, I hate to geek out on people. Um Susie Q <laughs> Shaw says Black Samurai was Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, it was. I have a I I as much as I love Dragon Ball Z, sometimes I have a hate relationship with Dragon Ball Z. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and sometimes it's the dragging out of the storylines. Yeah. You know, we had Pretty the Frieza story. <laughs> you, you can tell one, you can tell one episode, but they drag it out into ten episodes. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. They sure do. They love it. They love doing and, that though. What I don't get with Dragon Ball Z is how come they haven't really jumped on the merchandise bandwagon like Power Rangers. You don't see as much Dragon Ball Z stuff out there. I mean, I've, I've got some Dragon Ball stuff here um, as a fan, but you really don't see them market or try to sell a lot. And, you know, it's 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 weird how they, they they've kind of kept this thing going. And um, my boys, we actually talked about trying to get out to California next year because the new Dragon Ball Z movie is supposed to debut at the California Comic Con next year. So would love to make that trip out there with you if you were going to head out there, man. Because I think... I love that. I myself, seeing a Dragon Ball Z movie premiere at Comic Con in San Diego... That'd be iconic. That'd be a, a really good memory. Yeah, that's, that's, that's incredible. That would be incredible. Um... And we've got some. Like, uh, oh my god! You can tell I got. I'm nerding out right now. 
<laughs> I love it. There's, there's a lot of anime, and I got to thank my son, Tyreek Hayes, because my son, he hits me up to all the new anime that's come out. He's told me about this new one, um, Zombie Bucket List 100. He's telling me to check that out. Um, okay. They tell me they tell me all these things to check out. What do you like out there now today, opposite of, of Dragon Ball Z, in, as far as anime goes? Honestly, I've been watching a lot of One Piece. Uh, I don't know if you... Yeah, I've been watching a lot of One Piece. Um, I do have some controversial opinions on certain things that happen in it, but I like that show a lot. I'm a huge fan of Attack on Titan. I like uh, Bleach. Yeah, hmm. but here, that's my a brutal one, brutal one. My son's, um, my son's a big Bleach fan. Have you watched the One Piece? I don't know if it's debut yet, but the One Piece live action is coming to Netflix. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. I haven't watched it. I've seen the trailers. Um, it, a lot of people are saying that they don't like the effects. I like the effects. I think the effects look really cool. They're 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 keeping it as close to the source material as they can for a live action. I think it looks pretty good. And what were your thoughts? Did you see the the Airbender tra- the last Airbender trailer? I I saw the I saw the stills from last Airbender and I saw the trailer and I'm like I can't wait for it. I can't wait for this yeah. Netflix Airbender series to premiere. But again, we have these people who want to hate right out the gate. Hate out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> That's people. That's just the nature of people. They they have to they have to have something to throw their hate on. And um, you know, but that but that's when you know it's something good. Like it's like or at least something worth putting some type of attention towards. Mm, mm, mm. So again, let people know who you are. Let them know how they can find you. Okay, so I'm Clay McKenzie. I got Hold on. Wait, wait, wait for it. I got boom. Three comic books out right now. I'm working on a fourth one as often as possible. Um, it's it was supposed to be out this month, but it'll it's coming. It's coming. I just gotta keep working on it. You can find me on riffanime.com. You can go to Riff Anime for my Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It will pop up and you can hit me up through there and inquire about a book. But your best bet is to just buy it on my website. It'll get sent right to your house. Cool, cool, cool. And I'm probably going to have to jump on that. Your consultant, uh, Susie, thank you for looking this up. Um, she says you can get the merch on www.riftanime.com. Riftanime.com. Now, Clay, you said you want to stick on and talk some topics with me? Because I have a, I have an anime thing. I got I got some yeah. stuff to talk about. So let's, let's keep on moving on here. Um... Next story in my news booth, and, and what I tell people is when they're on the show, if it's a topic that you know nothing about, don't try to fake it, because my people here, they know when people try to fake it, and they're going to rip you apart. If you if you don't know nothing about it, you don't want to talk about it, you say, Keith, I'm not up on that. I'm not going to, because people will love you for being honest. Trust me. My, okay. my view is the people who are in my chat and watch my show, they're smart as hell. <laughs> they're good people. <laughs> okay. Um 400-year-old vampire child was found buried in Poland with his foot padlocked to keep him from rising from his grave. Look, look. Do something else! Do something else! That's it! That's all we want! Do something else! Holy Scientists, T-Pain said it. Do something else. If I'm, if I'm if I'm an archaeologist or a scientist and I come across a grave of a seven-year-old with a padlock, obviously they didn't want that 
coming back from the dead and doing whatever bad stuff it was going to do. That's that's my opinion. I've seen a lot of anime. I've seen a lot of horror movies. We know how this gets down. We've seen all these demon animes. Look. Yeah. The skeleton that when the when that when that child was buried at seven years old with a padlock, somebody said we don't want him coming back. Let's leave it alone. Why why we gotta mess with this stuff? That's just <laughs> just yeah. Just leave leave it alone. We sometimes we be doing too much. Too much. Too much. Uh in the legal booth. Brockton Police Department, Mass State Police, and Mass Environmental Police last week held down Operation Hot August Nights, 35 arrests, two state police helicopters chasing people down. Um, a lot of these kids on the scooters and bikes, they got rustled up. They got they got people who had warrants. Um, so a big applause to the Mass State Police, Brockton Police, and Mass Environmental Police for this operation last week. I was actually standing outside when they came whipping down the street and it was three dudes with police things on, on dirt bikes. They had, they had environmental police on dirt bikes chasing these kids down. So, you know, they was, wow. they was craziness. Also in the legal booth. Hey, if you got an Apple phone, first of all, you're not crazy. First of all, if you got an Apple phone and if you was complaining about your battery, Five years ago, you was like, yo, why is my battery dying so fast? Why is my battery this? Why is my uh, guess? Guess what, people? Apple owes you money. There's a class action suit, and they found out that Apple was controlling the drain on your battery. Wow. I need to get on that. <laughs> so, you know, and I always used to say this. I'm like, damn, why is my phone always act up around the time they announce a new phone? Because most of the time, you're going to be like, damn, my phone's mad slow. Damn, my battery must be no good. I'm gonna just going to go out and buy the new phone. So they were kind of manipulating you into buying the latest new phone by messing with your battery power. Yeah, that's they sure were. That's, that's some crazy crap. And the, uh, Andrea yeah, Fernandez says, I called this. She said, I remember there was an investigation years ago about this. Yep, yep. They That's crazy. That lets you know right there, people. This should let you know that when people say, oh, they're doing this with your phone, it's like they're doing a lot more with your phone than you realize. <laughs> if Apple can control your battery usage to the point where they can manipulate you into buying a newer phone, it's crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah, that is absolutely crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. That is uh, in the entertainment craziness. booth. Um, in the entertainment booth, rest in peace, producer Magoo. Uh, he was the the guy who helped Timberland produce a lot of projects back in the day. Uh, he passed away 50 years old during the 50th anniversary of hip hop. That's craziness. Um, as you guys saw, um, I had a, uh, a little tribute to Biggie Smalls at the beginning of the show from the Smalls family. But uh, yeah, it's, it's sad stuff. Also in the, in the entertainment booth, Michael Orr, the story... The blind side, he's alleging that his whole adoption was a lie and that the family manipulated him and took all his money from the movie. He didn't make any money off the movie, The, the Blind Side. Um, I heard somebody say that Sandra Bullock should give her Oscar back for that she got. Now, I'm going, that's too much. Here, here it is again, where people are doing way too much. Sit down. Sit down. 
sit down. She only portrayed the woman. She did what she was supposed to do was act and portray this woman whose the story was told about. Why should Sandra Bullock give up her stuff if the family was dirty and they did? Sandra Bullock has nothing to do with Michael Orr not getting the money they're supposed to. So let Sandra Bullock keep her Oscar. Stop it. Oh, y'all be doing too much sometimes, like I just said. <laughs> um, I don't live. <laughs> I don't know if are you a fan of wrestling, pro wrestling? Um, I my cousins were big fans of it growing up. I never really got into it, but what's the topic? <laughs> well, the topic is December 22nd is the release date for Iron Claw, a movie, a biopic with uh based on the Von Eric family out of Texas. For those who know, oh, cool. um wrestling has some famous families. Up in Canada, you have the Hart Foundation family. Um, in Hawaii, you have the Rocky, the Rocky family, the Mavia family. And in Texas, you didn't do wrestling unless you knew who the Von Erichs were. That was they were <laughs> Von Erichs was wrestling royalty. Uh, there's a movie coming out, Iron Claw. The release date is December 22nd. And for those who know wrestling, and for those who know the Von Erichs, it's a tragic story. It's a very tragic story. Um, one brother was a, a car crash. Another one. So the, the 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 whole family just went through a ton of tragedy. December twenty second, uh, Zach Efron is one of the Von Eric brothers. So definitely gonna gonna see this. Now here's one for you. Speaking of anime, and I've got the trailer, the exclusive trailer. I'm gonna actually share it. Have you? If you haven't seen it yet, I'll share my screen with you so you can see it. I don't know if you all are familiar okay. with. Shannon Lee. Well, Shannon Lee is the daughter of Bruce Lee. Bruce mm. Lee Enterprises has announced and released the trailer for The House of Lee. It is an anime based on Bruce Lee. Oh, that sounds so cool. <laughs> so I that have sounds so cool. <laughs> I have the official trailer. Let me get ready to share my screen and let him see this. But here it is right now. Here's the official trailer for the house of Lee. All right, the house of Lee, and let me just get my guest back on here. Stop sharing my screen so I can bring him on. Boom, get him back on here. What are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's tight. That's good stuff. Uh, there's no date yet when that's coming. It says coming soon, but if you go on YouTube, go to the Bruce Lee YouTube page, subscribe, and you'll get the updates of when this tri um, this anime is to be released. I'm curious. I'm curious how they are going to present this House of Lee and 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 how the storyline is going to progress in the use of of Bruce Lee in the anime. I'm I'm just really curious to see. Andrea Fernandez says I want to see how this plays out. There's an article about it. How he did get some money from the film. I want to see this. Oh, she's talking about the Michael Orr. Um, yeah, supposedly now they're saying that 
Uh, he actually tried to shake the family down for 15 million before this whole court case. So oh, wow. it's going to get it's going to get interesting. It's going to get real interesting. Um, also in trailers, are you a fan of John Wick? Yeah. I definitely oh, have. did you did you know that they were making a three part series on Peacock called The Continental based on the hotel that's been featured in pretty much every John Wick movie? And it's going to talk about the origin of the Continental and how it became this major place, I, which I always found that part. To be honest, I love the John Wick movies. I got into them late, but I watched them in one weekend. I went and seen John Wick four when it came out. As soon as it came out, I loved it. The one thing that intrigued me about the whole John Wick series was that whole continental location, that whole place where nobody could do business. And um, I, I was I was astounded. Were, were you aware that that was coming out? I wasn't aware of that, but I love the John Wick series. I'm definitely going to check it out. Okay, so here we go, because I have the exclusive video from Peacock from... John, the world of John Wick. Here is the trailer for The Continental. Check this out. Here it is right now. I got to share my screen with my guy so he can see it. Boom, boom, boom. And let's get into this trailer. Here we go. The suit doesn't make a man. That's what's inside the suit that counts. It's resourcefulness, and perhaps an open heart. Well, what are you waiting for? I haven't finished my drink. This sacred institution wields power beyond your imagination. Winston, your brother stole something from me. What he took is very important to a lot of very dangerous people. Find him, because if you don't, I'll bring the weight of this whole institution down on you both. Sharon, show our guests the door. You made a big mistake coming here. You're my brother, Frankie. We have to strike first. And I need all the help I can get. How are we supposed to believe a guy in an ascot can pull this off? It's a cravat. If we're gonna take on the Continental, every freak in that hotel will be after us. Well, that's lovely. We need guns. Lots of guns. This is more than vengeance. This is justice. Can you dig it? Let's take this house and everything that comes with it. And away we go. 
All right, that was the Continental from the world of John Wick takes place in the 70s. So you, as you guys know, the guy who ran the Continental, that's him being younger. Um, I, 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 I forget the guy, the actor's name there, but I do, I've seen him before. Um, if you know who that is, please drop in the chat. Um, moving on, SmackDown last week, Jay Uso lost to the Tribal Chief because his brother, Jimmy, kicked him in the face at SummerSlam. Then last week on SmackDown, Jay Uso quit the bloodline, but then he quit the WWE, which let people say, was this a work? Was this a shoot? Was this... The rumor is right now is that Jay Uso really did quit the WWE. Why? Because his contract's up, number one. Now, it kind of makes sense because Drew McIntyre had been out. Drew McIntyre came back at SummerSlam, which lets me know that his contract was renewed. Jay Uso should get more money than Drew McIntyre, in my opinion. So, of course, Jay's going to sit out now. Uh, the rumor is, is that they'll probably definitely get a contract done with him. And he will probably sit shelved until WrestleMania. And that's my feeling. I think he's going to come back around WrestleMania and challenge the tribal chief for that. And we'll go We'll go from there. We'll see. Uh, rapper Little Tay and her brother are alive. Their Instagram account last week was hacked. But it was an Instagram account that hadn't been used. And the account came up and said it was from the parents. It said that they were dead. Her and her brother were dead. Everybody uh -huh. sharing the story. And then 48 hours later, Little Tay and her brother pop up and say, nope, we're alive. Somebody hacked our account. Blah, blah, blah. But some people are saying that they did it. They did it and they created this. I don't know. I really don't know who to believe. Are you familiar with Little Tay? What are your thoughts on that one? Yes, I am familiar with them and that story. Um, One of my friends was telling me about that and I was... I was appalled at first, you know, like, because I thought that they were dead. I was like, wow, like, you know, she's so young. That's so crazy. But, you know, I guess, you know, the two ways I do look at it is, one, I guess it's good that they're alive because, you know, they're, they're too young to be getting killed or murdered or whatever the story mm -hmm. was. But, you know, if they did, if it was that they, you know, made it up or whatever, that sucks. But if they got hacked, then, you know, understandable. People, people, people make up all types of crazy stories about people all the time. Yeah, and, and I tell people this all the time, too. I see it all the time. I've had friends I get messages from, and they'll tell me, oh, it's an inactive account. And I'm like, man, dude, if you got an inactive account, you got you to gotta close it out. The hackers live for that. The hackers live yeah. for closed, you know, inactive accounts. They love are, it. Yep, they love that. They love inactive accounts. So I tell everybody, if you're not going to use Facebook, Instagram, or something no more, deactivate the account. Go on your settings. Deactivate the account, get rid of the account because you're leaving all that stuff there. The hackers can tell if it's inactive. It tells you when you go on some of these. When you go on some of these inactive account, it tells you right down to the hours. I go on Xbox Live, and when I'm on Xbox, it tells me the last time a person was on Xbox Live. So, people, remember this: inactive accounts. You gotta, you gotta get rid of it now. Big news today: Marvel Comics Universe has announced. Fantastic Four, the big baddie will be Galactus. Now, oh shoot! <laughs> <laughs> here's some questions because 
everything in the MCU is intertwined. Now, right now, if you're watching, you know, Secret Invasion and all this stuff that's going on right now, I feel like this MCU is headed towards the Secret Wars. Um, I feel like they're headed towards that. The thing is with Galactus is, is that for those who remember the comic books, Galactus had heralds. One of the main heralds that we all saw in the other Fantastic Four movies was Silver Surfer. But now there's a rumor that it's not going to be Silver Surfer. It might be Nova because Nova was already introduced into the MCU. So the question is, is will it be Nova? But people forget that Galactus had a few heralds before he decided on going with Silver Surfer. So I'm I'm very interested to see who the herald for Galactus ends up being in the MCU. And also, how do you pull off Galactus in the MCU? This is a guy who eats planets. <laughs> what are your thoughts on how do, how do, Yeah, how do they pull that off? Like, and you obviously got to get a great voice actor. I mean, so far... Between Marvel and DC, when it comes to casting, when it comes to voice acting, like Groot was Vin Diesel who kicked ass. Uh, Marvel, when it comes to casting, Marvel's been kicking ass. Marvel has been just dominating as far as casting goes. Um, Yeah. The sad thing is, is that we've got an actor right now who's in a legal issue, who's playing Kang the Conqueror, and now they're saying they're not, they're not, they may, they're, Marvel's torn right now whether to cut him or keep him because the victim has now fled the country. So now it looks like he's going to be innocent. And if he's innocent, Marvel can't really get rid of him. So, what is, so you know, and, and here's the thing Marvel's looking at DC because they went through this whole thing with Flash and Flash kept their guy because the movie was done. They, they couldn't really recast him. But guess what? It, was the, it ended up being the biggest flop in DC history. Um, let's see what it does on streaming. Let's see if it picks up on stream. But Marvel's looking at that. Marvel is looking at that. Hey guys, how's it going? Enviro Earth is saying hello on YouTube. What are your thoughts? What, what would you like to see Galactus? And what kind of voice you think they got to come with with Galactus? I think it's got to be. It's got to yeah. shake the IMAX theater. I think Galactus's voice has to shake your seats in the IMAX theater. Yeah, definitely. Got to shake your core. Who do you who do you think who who you think it should all be CGI or do you think they should do like they did with Thanos, you know, and bring an actor in? I think that they should bring an actor in and use their use the movie magic to make it look as much, you know, make immerse you in the scene as much as possible. Um, because the thing with CGI is um it translates better with live action, but the thing with CGI is it's just never, it never hits as good as having an actor. It never mm. does. And with so AI now. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's just, it's just always, from my experience, it's just always, it never, ever hits the same. Maybe it will. Yeah. But, you know, I think that they're better off trying to do an actor. I, like a real actor. I agree with actor. you. I agree yeah. with you. I think Galactus has to be an actor like they did with Brolin. And then you CGI him, that person, as to the way you need it. I think you have to. Um, Environmental said in the chat, he just posted and said that Green Lantern was the biggest DC flop. No, it wasn't. We covered this on my show. Flash is the biggest DC flop of all time. 
Green Lantern came in number 10. When we posted the list, Flash was the number one DC movie. Um, Suicide Squad was actually above Green Lantern in the top 10. Um, and then Wonder Woman 84 rounded out the top the top like the top five movies three of them were dc movies and the number one was flash flash is the biggest dc flop of all time we covered it on this show we talked about it we posted the numbers of of it so environmental check out our past shows and you'll know um i agree with you on that i think i think a cg actor with that voice treatment um will make Galactus pop. Um, I'm not happy with the rehashing of people as different characters. There was some, there was some talk of Margot Robbie coming to, to Marvel for, uh, and and I'm like, for me, I like Margot Robbie in DC. I like her as Holly Quinn. I don't want to see her in Marvel. You know what I'm saying? I, I, when people take a character and create a character, I think people and look, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Captain America. He was another character. He was he was Fantastic Four before. Um so um Michael Michael B. Jordan was Fantastic Four before he was Killmonger. You know what I'm saying? Killmonger, yeah. I, I, I get it, but I think it gets I think it gets overblown. I think it gets overused when you start rehashing actors. Just because they're popular. Um, Margot Robbie, let's just keep her where she needs to be. But Galactus, I agree with you. I think I think it needs to be an actor. Uh, do you know what Marvel's biggest flop, flop is in Viral Earth 2? Yes, we did mention it. Um, if you go back, my, one of the movies in the top five was a Marvel movie, biggest flop. And it was uh, one of the most recent ones. Um and I forget what it is, but you guys can look it up and check it out. But uh, yes, the, one, of, one of those top five was a Marvel movie. Um, Andrew Fernandez says, hopefully this writer's strike and actor strike will be over. I think once it's over, I'm sure there'll be lots of projects coming out. Yes, there will be. There will be. Um, we'll be looking forward to it. And we will definitely see. Um, let's get into the sports booth. Getting into the sports booth. Rest in peace, Alex Collins. Running back for the Baltimore Ravens, Seattle Seahawks, 28 years old. This has to be the most horrible, horrible stories in 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 NFL offseason. Um, I'm, I'm kind of speechless on this one because, first of all, if you're in the NFL, we most of us already know if you're in the NFL, there's a no motorcycle clause. If you're if you're playing in the NFL, almost every player's contract has a no motorcycle clause. Period. Mm. So the fact that Alex Collins was on a motorcycle makes me wonder what was he thinking? The NFL doesn't even want you on a motorcycle to begin with. Um, the issue here is is that uh, the woman in the pickup truck she stopped to take a left hand turn. Um, Alex Collins was going so fast that he couldn't stop in time. He hit the right rear quarter of her truck. It ejected him. He went through the, he was going so fast. His body was going so fast after he hit the truck. He went through the back windshield of the pickup truck and his dead body landed inside the truck next to the lady driving. Oh, wow. The 911 call has been released on TMZ. I don't even want to hear it. 
Um, the fact that this is crazy yeah. and how this happened is crazy. So my prayers and blessings go out to Alice Collins, family, his teammates. Likewise. Oh, man, it's Likewise. sad. Um, environmental, really he said that he liked the Blue Beetle trailer. His, 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 I, I got to go on YouTube because he posted this on YouTube. He says, so the Blue oh, yeah. Beetle is actually likely to do better than the Flash. Yes, it is. Because I think a lot of the Flash's problems were the legal problems attached to their actor for the film. The main character in the Blue Beetle movie is on Cobra Kai. The kid who's playing Blue Beetle is the kid on Cobra Kai who has a huge comic book fan following already. The kid from Cobra Kai playing Blue Beetle is is crazy. I think it's a good look for DC. It's a nice way for Blue Beetle to bounce that DC thing back. My problem is yeah. I was a fan of Blue Beetle, but Blue Beetle isn't a strong character. Like Yeah. <laughs> I, I Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I and, and I talk about this on the show all the time. DC anime kicks ass. D, for some reason DC anime if they could take what they do in DC anime and bring it to the big screen, bro, craziness. dude, three weeks ago in this show, I revealed the newest trailer from DC anime, DC justice league and the MonsterVerse. justice league takes on King Kong and Godzilla. They've combined them on Dude, imagine that on the big screen. That Ep epic. Stop yeah, epic. it. <laughs> <laughs> epic. Stop it. You're saying epicness right now. <laughs> Stop it. And that comes out in October. That comic book comes out in October. And that will probably outsell. every Almost every DC anime I've seen has been better than any DC, real DC movie that's been put out. Black Adam was okay. It, but Black Adam should have yeah. been a lot better. It was, it was a popcorn movie. It was okay. Um, yeah. Again, Justice so League. The Zack Snyder cut shows... The Zack Snyder cut of Justice League shows you exactly what's wrong with DC. Hands down. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it, it's just one of them things. One of them things. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts? What do you think DC needs to do to get better? What do you think they need to do to close that gap between them and Marvel? Yo, honestly, me personally, I would love to see a Justice League live action movie. Like, you know how they're going crazy with the Avengers and they're, mar they're branding the hell out of the Avengers. It, like, you know, with the Infinity Wars was a huge hit and all that stuff. You remember back in the day when Justice League had its animated series where they mm -hmm. had, had all the heroes. They had Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern. They need If they did something like that, like something of that continuity or maybe like a Teen Titans one, I think a Teen Titans one would go crazy, especially for like my generation. That would absolutely sell out some those two ideas i think that would really just catch them up with marvel like that like with the quickness they're focusing too much on like singular superheroes and i feel like that's kind of help making them fall through the cracks like like how you said you know with uh blue beetle and black adam like uh th if they had like a justice league movie and then did the single ones because you know with marvel they did the avengers then they focused on like black panther and all the other guys. So I think if they did something like that, that would go so crazy. And I personally would love that. Yeah, when, and when I, I saw Justice the League. Justice, when I saw the Justice League movie, um, you know, I thought 
I thought that they were headed in that direction, you know, the, the dark side and all this stuff. I thought they were going to be headed in that right direction, and they weren't. They messed it up. The Zack Snyder was sending them in the right direction. They blew it. Um, now, yeah. this, this direction that they're going in with Blue Beetle, um, they are bringing uh, Wonder Woman back. Aquaman is coming back, but the, the direction that they're kind of heading in is kind of weird, so I'm kind of waiting to see. And, you know, the Netflix shows are now on Disney for Marvel. So, you know, there's all this talk about Luke Cage and everybody coming back. And that was already kicking ass. Those, the, the yeah. Daredevil, that already was kicking ass. So, again, the, the, the Marvel is still just kicking DC's butt all, all over the place. All up and down the theaters. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. Also in the sports booth, because we're going to move along at 827. I got three minutes. Uh, Patriots signed Ezekiel Elliott. To a one-year deal, $6 million. They got him on the cheap, incentive-laden contract. A lot of people, I've seen them out there saying that, oh, Rondre Stevenson owners and fantasy are going to be upset. No, they're not. They're not upset. Zeke is the number two running back. They've already said it. If you read the story, Zeke is the number two guy. He's going to be used in short yardage situation. He's going to be used in goal line situation. It's incentive-laden contract. It's his money to lose, and it's only $6 million, people. We got Zeke. We got Zeke Elliott. For friggin' one one season for six million dollars. I I wow. I'll take I'll take that. Also, Malik versus Zappy. If you guys watched the preseason game last week, it's not that big of a deal. It's week one preseason. There's only two weeks. Most of these guys are bagging groceries or driving Uber and Lyft next week. Um, but the bright spot is is this quarterback. Malik Cunningham, who got in in the fourth quarter and just lit up every, he was the talk of everything. And I myself was like, but he's in there with bums. It was the fourth quarter. He's in there with bums. Who cares? But then guess what? Sunday practice hits. Malik is at quarterback. This week, this same Malik is going to play at quarterback in the Green Bay matchup. So now I'm saying to myself, if you're, if you're, if you're Bailey Zappi, or Trace McSorley, you're sweating right now. If you're Trace McSorley, the number three quarterback, you're worried because Malik is coming for your job right now, Trace McSorley. And if he balls out, if he balls out against Green Bay in this week two preseason game, Bailey Zappi might be out because the way Belichick is going to look at this is he's got Mac Jones, a pocket passer, but then when he wants to switch it up, he can put this Malik guy in and have his Lamar Jackson type threat who can run the ball and get that short yardage or or make defenses stay honest. I, I, I'm look, people, I'm just letting you all know. Um, someone said DC, what did he say? Smallville, Smallville is my favorite DC property. This goes back to another point I made on this show. The DC Smallville, the DC WB shows were awesome. Everybody talks about the DC shows on, on WB. Smallville, great example. The gentleman who plays Michael Rosenbaum, who played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Everybody wanted him to be Lex Luthor in the Justice League film, but they didn't. And I see why they went with who they went with. They wanted to put butts in the seats and bring a bigger actor in. But you should have listened to the DC fans. The DC fans wanted those carryovers um, from the HBO... Have you seen any of the DC HBO shows? 
Um, no, not really. I, I haven't Check really them kept out. too much up with DC. I honestly didn't even really know about the Justice League movie. I'm going to just come clean about that. You know, yep, no. I've more been tapping in with Marvel. But, uh, you know, I love DC, though. I think that they, you know, they're awesome. Iconic. You know, enough said. Well, my, my thing is, is I, I'd like to see... Uh, the, the DC HBO stuff was all was all great stuff. I'd like to see them transfer some of that over over to the movies. Oh, it's eight thirty. I got to blow through this one here. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg shuts the door on cage fight. Elon Musk isn't serious for that. For those who know, we talked about this on the show. Elon <laughs> Musk and Mark Zuckerberg were supposed to have this MMA fight for charity. Um, Elon Musk started this whole thing. He started talking the crap first. He said this. He said that. And Dana White. Popped up and Dana White says, hey, I own the UFC. Come talk to me. I can make this happen. As a matter of fact, I can make this happen. Mark Zuckerberg yeah. says, okay, make it happen. Guess what happens? Elon Musk makes excuse after excuse after excuse. There's not going to be no fight. No fight. And he blames his autism <laughs> again. For blowing, you know, ranting, you know, and, and that gets tired after a while. I know people with autism and blaming autism for for making outbursts and stuff that that's that doesn't fly after a while. Um, no. Also in the news, a dad beats his son in Madden 100 to zero and gets <laughs> ridiculed on social media. And real quickly, look. I beat my kids so bad in Madden when they was younger that if DCF came to my house for abuse, my kid, I would have been in, I'd be in jail for life. I'd They'd be take look, you away. Look, yeah, look, you know how many times my kid's mother would say to me, "Can you just why don't you just let them win one time?" No, no, no way. This is this is <laughs> no Madden. Way. He got to learn. It. Yeah, you got to yeah. earn it. You got to learn. So when I play my boys now. Yeah, when I play my boys in Madden now, guess what? They whoop me. They whoop me. Yep. For, and first of all, when I saw this story where the father defeated his kid 100-0 to zero on Madden, the father had the Eagles and the son had the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Look, as a father, as a father... Who whooped his kids in Madden and showed no mercy? I can tell you exactly how this conversation went down with his kid. When his when his nine year old son picked up that controller and set up that and was picking them teams, and the father probably got right on the Eagles. Boop boop Eagles. Who are you picking, son? Boop 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 Dolphins. And I'm pretty sure this father looked over this son and said, "You sure you want to play with the Dolphins? <laughs> <laughs> are you sure about that, son?" <laughs> You sure you want to play with the Dolphins? And I'll tell you right now, I know every dad. <laughs> I know every dad out here watching this is probably like, "Yep, that was his. That was his first mistake." <laughs> yep, it was at this moment he knew he messed up. <laughs> yep, yeah, for real, for real. Uh, Biden bombshells. A lot of these Biden bombshells are on the table for first Tuesday when I have my legal guys on, but I'm just going to tell you kind of what we're going to talk about. Uh, President Trump lands his fourth indictment in Georgia now. 18 others have been indicted for this Georgia election meddling. This is a big deal, people. So he's now has four charges against him. It's going to be real interesting okay. to see. My lawyers are going to come on here. We're going to break this down the first of the month. That's the first week of September. Also on the Biden bombshells, I see a lot of people sharing 
all this stuff about Biden not responding to the Hawaiian Maui wildfires. And I see a lot of people putting up posts and saying, well, Biden gave 44 million whatever to the Ukraine, but he can't give money to um, Hawaii. Well, yes, they are. They're giving money to Hawaii. FEMA is involved. The Coast Guard, everybody's involved. But here's the thing, people. And don't take me the wrong way. The, the Hawaiian wildfires is, is, a, is a tragedy. There's going to be over close to 100 people dead right now. Uh, but one of the things is, with this tragedy, is that it could have been avoided. They, don't, they still don't know what started this fire, but it could have been avoided. There was, some, there was a lot of ignorance here also. Back in 2018 in Hawaii, in Maui, in 2018, they had suffered a fire, a wildfire. <clears throat> Residents, business owners were all told in Maui that as of 2018, they need to monitor their fence lines and property lines. They need to get rid of any old wood, any debris, any of this stuff that can burn because they have these volcanoes that blow off. They have all these things, these wildfires that happen there. And guess what happened, people? They didn't get rid of the stuff that they were supposed to get rid of, that they've been telling them to get rid of since 2018. And now this happens. Um, it's, a, it's a super tragedy. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from it. It's a tragedy. And it's crazy to say that, you know, the, our government isn't doing nothing. They are. They're doing stuff. FEMA's already provided 50,000 meals, 75,000 liters of water, 5,000 cots, 10,000 blankets. Um, FEMA has already given out $700 per family right now. Um, unfortunately, that's what you get. That's And we, if we don't like that as Americans, we need to get to FEMA and say, hey, we need to provide more for families. But again, they don't know the cause of this fire yet. They haven't nailed it down, number one. And number two, ignorance is why this fire spread. The alarm system that should have went off didn't go off. There is now an investigation into that. There's a lot of things that went wrong um, with this. And like I said, my prayers, my blessings go out to all the families that were lost. FEMA is involved. The government is sending um, assistance and things that need to be sent there. Uh, the Army Corps engineers are there. And look, Maui is a prime vacation location. If you think this government isn't going to help get Hawaii back on its feet, which is one of the biggest travel destinations in this country, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. They're going to get Hawaii's going to get that money. They're going to get that money quicker than Puerto Rico got their money. Why? Because Puerto Rico ain't Hawaii. Puerto Rico is a nice place to go. It's a nice place to travel. Get me. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me twisted. But people aren't going to Puerto Rico like they're going to Hawaii. No, they're not. Hawaii's going to get their money at the end of the day, especially Maui. So all y'all with this, with this whole thing about Biden. Stop doing that. Stop. Stop doing it. All right. That's it. That's it. Uh, Enviro Earth. Man, Enviro Earth is on YouTube. He is in the chat going crazy. Big ups to Enviro Earth. Uh, he says, I fear for the world if Trump wins in 2024. I've talked about this on this show. Trump's not getting in. The GOP and the Republicans no are behind this. They're behind this. They want him out. When when we talk about this on the show with my legal guys, we're going to talk about this on the show. The GOP wants him out. They want DeSantis to be that front runner for the GOP 
they didn't want to give him the props then. Now, before we get out of here, <laughs> let me let my host, let me guest say his goodbyes before I show you guys this last video. Play, tell them who you are again, why you were on here, and how they can follow you. So, once again, I'm Clay McKenzie. I'm a comic book artist. I've made three um, books so far. My series is called Rift. Book number four is going to come out as soon as I get it done. I'm drawing it every day, working on it like a madman. Uh, you can get my books on riffanime.com. You can go to all my social medias. Just type in riffanime or riff.anime. I'll pop up. Just look for a logo that looks like this, and you'll see me. And you can hit me up through there through direct message. Or you can. your best bet, though, is to order it on the website. It'll go straight to your house. So if you're a comic book fan, check it out. Now, before we get out of here, we close out the show. <laughs> I have a little segment called, Are You Serious? And this, okay. is, where I show, this is where I show you a clip. <laughs> and you're going to say, are you serious? This clip comes to us from a business. And, and I'm calling up my black people, my black business owners. Look, this, they're doing too much. This is a company out of Atlanta called Daquan's Cartoon Mascots. This is actual footage from a birthday party for a one-year-old. And when you see this, the first thing you're going to say is, are you serious? Here we go. The booth. This is a a legit real business for a one-year-old birthday party. Here we go. Black people, no, no, look, this is why, this is the reason why John Connor is looking at us with the stank guy, because this, this video that you just saw in Are You Serious is the reason why AI is going to wipe all the humans off the face of this planet. <laughs> it's going to be the reason why AI is going to take a look and say, you know what, we don't need this human race anymore. When they see that video of <laughs> Daquan's cartoon mascots out of Louisiana. And, and as a parent, really, really, for your one-year-old birthday party, you actually, look, as a parent, you actually sat there and said, let me get a Mickey and Minnie to my one-year-old's birthday party and let them twerk and slap ass and have rap music with all swears in it. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh, and they're on Instagram. They're called We We Deliver or something. Uh, look. <sighs> Black people, we gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Andrea Fernandez, she just got an emoji like this. Like she's speechless. She can't even Andrea can't even think can't about it. <laughs> <laughs> so man oh man oh man well that's it show that's the end of the show i gotta thank my man clay for coming on here 
Um, there Take are the banners. No, nah, no problem, man. Hold on here. We got the guys that support the show with the beanies. All the shows I produce. She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting Circuits, Oscar Mike Radio, also Fubar Studios, Vet Reinforcement, the Triangle Offense Podcast, Maddie C's Sports View and Me, Talk Back with Gloria Shea. Also remember Brockton After Dark, July 5th. It's almost over. It's almost winding count down. Kids will be back to school um, in two weeks. Um, don't forget Platinum City Gaming, 75 Cent Wings for every NFL football game. Music Night, Thursday night, August 17th. Check them out, 7 to 9, 508 USA, Music Man Productions, best in local hip-hop. Get your tickets now at 508 USA. Also, First Responder Community Jamboree, Saturday, August 19th at the Brockton Fairgrounds. Check this event out. Rain dates, August 20th. Also, donations are being taken right now. You can scan the QR code. Uh, This is for backpacks and school supplies for Brockton Public Schools. They're going to be taking donations up until August 21st. Also, Community Fest takes place August 26th at the Christ Congregational Congregational Church, 1350 Pleasant Street, Brockton. September 14th, Jamal Brathwaite's campaign fundraiser at Ann's Palace. Also, the Homeland Heroes motorcycle ride on September 9th. I believe me and Vengeance are going to be doing this ride on uh, September 9th. I'll let you guys know. Also, the Pink Out has been announced October 21st, 12 to 5, North Quincy Street. VFW in Brockton. We were at this event last year. Viana Marie actually performed, my artist. And also, don't forget to vote. September 19th and November 7th, uh, one of the guys running that's been on the show, Jamal Brathwaite, City Council at Lodge. Jean Bradley Durancourt, he came by my house this Saturday. He gave me his banner so he could get his banner up to let you know. Make sure to vote. Let's move Brockton forward together. He's running for Council at Lodge. Steve Hook, who had his birthday party last week, he's uh, running for Council at Lodge also, please vote September 19th, November 7th. And John C. Williams, who's been on this show, he's running for mayor. He wanted me to share his banner for you so you can vote for him and mayor in 2023. And I got a lot more political people coming on the show. Uh, Actually, Mayor Robert Sullivan has reached out to me to come on the show, so we're going to get him on. We got a lot of people that are going to be coming on this show as we head into election season. Viana Marie, Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography, and again, I got to thank everybody for tuning in the show. Clay, Mackenzie, man, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Shaw's Consulting, for hooking us up. Hope you had some fun coming on this show, man. Yeah, that was great. Good stuff. And, I, and we'll, we'll have to get you on when we've got some more anime coming out. And like I said, man, it would be great to go out next year to. to San Diego and get and see that Dragon Ball premiere. It would be nice to go yeah, out definitely. with a couple people and see what's going on there. Other than that, before we get out of here, I think that's it. Um, yeah, we're good. We're good with this. SpongeBob, are you ready? Can you can you do me a favor? Can you uh, take us home? See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These <laughs> 
bitches hatin', so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever. Yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, bitch. No repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Cause I never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit It's like I'm my own now I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting Guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me Cause on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city out W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O That's it, was it, I come W-H-O-B-A-Z-O-O That's it, was it, I come